trial and error is just error. I heard somebody say that a while ago, and I don't even know who said it, so I can't attribute the quote to them, but it struck me so deeply because I feel like you and I, people who are struggling with an autoimmune disease, we are constantly trying new things to see what's going to work. And to hear somebody say trial and error is just error, I was like, wait, what? Because I don't know about you, but I don't like to fail. I don't like error. <laughs> I like to know that I am making forward progress. I want to know that when I try something, that I am making a difference. So today we're going to talk about how to know that something is working or how to know if it's time to switch course. Because when it really comes down to it, trial and error is just error if you're not going to learn from it. As long as you are learning, as long as you are implementing the things that you are, you know, noticing and learning from this trial and error process, then you are making forward progress. But if you are just trial and error and then just like move on, yeah, then I guess it is just error. Welcome to the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. This is where you find true, simple, and sustainable things that you can do with Hashimoto's to develop better health, to develop more energy, to become more holistically healthy. I want you to feel like you used to. I want you to be the you that you know is inside and you're like, I don't even feel like myself anymore. I've heard it. I've heard it a lot. And I feel for you because that's not who we want to be. We want to be the person who we know is inside. And there's a lot of things that are just stifling that, whether it's your energy level or whether it's your weight. You know, weight is physical, of course, but it also impacts our confidence. It impacts how we present ourselves in the world. It impacts our mental health. When you don't feel good about the way that you look or the way that your clothes fit, that impacts a lot of stuff. I want you to feel holistically healthy, body, mind in spirit. I want you to feel like you again. And that is what we're going to talk about on the podcast every week. And like I said, today we're talking about how to know if something is working. And this really comes up when I am doing a coaching session with somebody. Side note, if you have not scheduled your Hashimoto's health session for the month of June, do it now. Your time is running out for my birthday special. The birthday special, you've heard me talk about it before. You get a second coaching session for free when you have your first one in June, June of 2023. So scroll down on your phone to the show notes and click the button for schedule a coaching session. I would love to work with you. And when we're working together, we figure this out. I at least ask you, you know, what is your goal and how will you know it is working? And that how will you know it's working question is key because you have to know. If you have this vague idea of, I want more energy, well, how do you know? Like right now you feel tired, you feel exhausted. And so you know, that's the goal, but how will you know when you've hit that? What is going to happen where you're like, oh, this checks the box. I have succeeded. For me, it was, I want to get through a day without a nap. We talked about napping in the last episode, and it happened really gradually. It was probably, well, I don't even know how long it was because it happened so gradually. All of a sudden, one day, I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't needed a nap for a while. I went from exhausted in the morning with that 
looking forward to a nap keeping me going. Like that, that hope of a nap kept me going through the morning. And then the actual nap gave me enough energy to make it through until evening. It was, I was so exhausted. And if you would have asked me, I'm like, well, of course, I want more energy. And if I'm going to measure that, I want to be able to get through the day without a nap. But then you have to go a step further because a lot of our improvement in our health is gradual and we have to stop and analyze. We have to stop and do a quick evaluation and see how am I doing compared to how I was doing. And I find that a little wheel, a little assessment wheel is so simple for this. If you are my coaching client, you get the wheel so that you can fill it out before we talk or we fill it out on our coaching call together because it gives you a really good idea of how are you doing as a whole. Holistic health is the goal. And I don't say holistic in like a woo-woo kind of way. I see it, I say it as body, mind, and spirit. So you have to know your goal. What do you want? You have to know how you are going to measure that. And then you need to know when you're going to measure. And then, of course, after you get your data, after you do your measurement, then you take a step forward. You use that data to make decisions and choices to move you forward in your health from then on. I am constantly evaluating if what I am doing is working and I want you to be able to evaluate that as well because of course as the CEO of your own health you need to know what you're looking for and how to make decisions. So let's dive in. I have five questions that we're going to answer today. Number one is your first question is what do you want? What is your big goal? And you get to write that down or you get to think about it. And then the second thing is what contributes to that goal? For example, if weight loss is your goal, then what contributes to your weight gain or your trouble losing weight? The thing is, there are so many different components that go into your weight. You can listen to episode 21 where I talk all about metabolism. Obviously, metabolism is going to be part of your weight journey. But there are other things too. Did you know that if you eat during a stressful time or if you are stressed out when you're eating, your body stores more of that that meal as fat. It shuttles that energy into your fat storage system just based on your stress level while you're eating. So maybe for you, how you're going to lose weight is going to be to relax and to release your stress before every meal. Maybe for you, it's going to be to cut out processed foods because processed foods increase your weight. Or maybe for you and your weight loss journey, you need to move some more. After all, when we are, you know, a body not in motion, we tend to stay not in motion. Can you start a five minute walk, a 10 minute walk after each meal? Would that be something that's doable for you? Because using your muscles soon after you eat helps your body use the fuel that you just gave it in your meal. When you even exercise for five to 10 minutes, it could be vacuuming the house. It could be standing up on your toes, doing some, what do they call them? Calf raises? I'm not sure. Standing up on your toes over and over. You don't, you don't have to do a whole huge hit workout or something. You just have to use your muscles and that is going to help your body to process that meal better and it's going to impact your weight. 
So when you're looking at one goal of, you know, weight loss, you want to know what contributes to it. And there are always different things in each component, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. I went back to school for two years to learn that framework and how it applies to different things. I do not expect you to, you know, just know it. It took me a long time to learn it. And that is one thing I hope to convey on this podcast is to help you learn how to put this framework into into your worldview so that when you're thinking about, well, losing weight, you can automatically think, well, is there something I can do physically? Is there something I can do emotionally or mentally? Is there something I can do spiritually? there is, if you're like, um, no, I can't think of anything. Did you know that expressing gratitude before you eat a meal helps you eat more mindfully? It helps you to eat better food to make better choices. And it helps you to stop eating when you're full. Does that work 100% of the time? No, but in the people that they studied when they were looking at expressing gratitude before meals, it impacted people's way of eating and impacted their weight expressing gratitude, whether that is gratitude to God, whether it's gratitude to the cook, expressing gratitude before you eat is a spiritual practice and it impacts your weight. So there are things, you know, body, mind, spirit, obviously when you're looking at that diet component of eating, yes, there are different ways you can lose weight by choosing different foods. And then environment, In episode 33, my friend Emily McDermott was telling us about how clutter impacts your weight. If your kitchen is cluttered, you make decisions more to eat cookies than vegetables and fruit. So there are different things you can do, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment, aka holistically, to impact your goals. So you know what your goal is, you know what you want, and then think about what contributes to it. And really do look at that through a holistic lens, body, mind, spirit, diet, environment. And then you ask yourself a key question, how can I work on that? That being that holistic perspective of what contributes to your goal. So I'm not necessarily asking you to work on the goal itself. You know, if your goal is more energy, I don't want you to approach that as the thing that you're going to do. I want you to approach one of the things that contributes to your energy. Because if your goal is more energy, what are you going to do? You're probably going to have an energy drink. And that is a band-aid solution and actually hinders our energy in the long term because those energy drinks typically zap out our adrenals. They have a whole host of problems. So I don't do energy drinks. I do drink a nootropic, which is a brain drink, and that gives me mental focus and mental energy. Some people do drink that one as an energy drink. That's not how I look at it. Also, it's clean. It doesn't zap my adrenals. If I feel really fatigued, I don't drink the caffeinated one because I don't want more caffeine in my body. I do the decaf one. So you can see even with that example how I am looking at what contributes. I'm not just looking at the end goal of energy. I'm looking at what contributes and what contributes long term. I don't want to max out my adrenals by a short term goal of energy today. So your number one question is what do you want? What's your goal? Then the second thing is what contributes to that holistically? The third thing is how can I work on 
one or more of the things that contribute to that overall goal or the problem that you're trying to solve. And then the third or the fourth thing you want to figure out is how long do I try it? Now, this comes down to what change are you implementing? In general, 90 days seems to be a good amount of time to try something, especially when it comes to things that you can't necessarily see. If I drink that nootropic and I am having, well, I'll give you an example. On day one of my period, I used to feel like a zombie. Like I couldn't, I didn't have any mental energy. I was just going through the day, just basically like a robot, a zombie, just trying to get through the day. There, I was not present. And the first time I tried that nootropic, it happened to be on a Sunday morning. So it was early enough where I could have that caffeine because caffeine really impacts my sleep. So I try to I try not to have it after like 10 o'clock in the morning. So anyway, it was Sunday morning. I could feel myself starting to get a migraine and I'm trying to get everybody ready for church. The nootropic had come the day before that brain drink. And I was like, well, I should just try that because why not? I want to try it anyway. I drank it and within an hour, I kid you not, I forgot, number one, I forgot I was having my period. And number two, I forgot that I was getting a migraine. I felt so much better. And that's kind of like why I say you need to know what you're evaluating because when we feel better, we often forget to look back. It was only later that afternoon where I was like, oh my goodness, I remember what I was doing before church. I was getting a migraine. I was dealing with kids and I was kind of cranky uh, and I am on my period. Like I'd forgotten about it. Do you have to go back and evaluate? Now, why was I telling you this? Oh, it's because um, how long do you try something? So that nootropic, I knew within an hour that I had more mental energy. I knew that my, my brain was doing better because obviously I didn't have a migraine anymore. And And so there was my evaluation. That was like a one hour evaluation. The same thing goes with a lot of pharmaceuticals. You know, you take an ibuprofen or a Tylenol and did it work or didn't it? But some things take a lot longer. So the next thing would be like CBD or something for sleep. Now, if you have a wearable that helps you look at your sleep, then you can track this. And when I got my diagnosis of Hashimoto's, I bought an aura ring because I looked at the triggers for an autoimmune problem. And I'm, I'm like, okay, which ones are, am I struggling with the most? And it was stress and sleep. Well, the aura ring can help you track both of those things. And so I bought that ring to help me track the data. And I was tracking my deep sleep. Well, I looked at all of my sleep data and I noticed that my deep sleep was suffering. It was very, very, very low. So then I implemented changes and I could take a CBD and it really wouldn't change my deep sleep. I tried a different form that had a CBD, CBG, and CBN in it. And that increased my deep sleep. But there's a lot of things that go into sleep. So it's not enough to look at your numbers for one night. If you're looking at something that impacts sleep, you want to look at least for 7 to 14 days to see, you know, is this working or maybe it was maybe it was you ate later or you went to bed stressed out or you went to bed relaxed. There are so many things that can impact your quality of sleep. So if you're trying one thing 
give it more than a day, right? So for sleep, I gave it, you know, at least two weeks. And then I bought a big bottle so I could try it for 90 days. Because 90 days gives you a really good baseline. If you are looking at evaluating something like the activators that I talk about, I have talked about the dual synergizer where you're decreasing your oxidative stress. Now oxidative stress, that is like the rusting of your cells. It contributes a huge amount to your inflammation. I also talked about the mitochondria. Those are the energy production of the cells. And those two things together is the dual synergizer. If you're going to try something like that, you can't feel it. You can't feel oxidative stress. You can't feel inflammation all the time. And you really can't feel generally like a gradual flare up of your inflammation or gradual going down. Same thing with your energy levels, your little mitochondria, that you don't feel it right away. The same thing with vitamins and minerals. Your cells need building blocks to become healthy, but you're not going to feel a difference after one day, like your taste buds are some of the fastest things that can turn over. It takes 28 days for your taste buds to turn over. It takes much longer for you to feel the effects of other cells turning over with healthier cells replacing the exhausted, sick, and dying cells. It takes time. In fact, we typically hear if you're looking to evaluate those activators or vitamins and minerals, you give it one month per decade of life. So if you're in your 40s, it's not just 90 days, you want to give it four months. If you're in your 60s, you would want to give it six months because the damage has been happening for you know every decade of life and you want to give your body time to heal that. You have a full new body every seven years. I'm not telling you to take seven years to evaluate something. That would be a little long. But one month per decade of life is a really good rule of thumb if you're going with something that you can't necessarily feel. But what about vitamin D? You can test that with a lab. My nurse practitioner has asked me to test, you know, every three months she wants my vitamin D checked and she wants to know um, my other thyroid labs. And you can listen to the episode I did about checking your own thyroid labs. That was episode 39, because she wants a full picture. She wants to know, are the things that we are working on, are they improving or are they not working? Because again, trial and error is just error unless you look at what's going on and then you implement changes based on what you did, what's working and what's not working. So when it comes to you know things that we can measure in a lab work, my nurse practitioner has said about every three months or maybe every six months. So there are some things that you can evaluate, you know, near instantly. I'm working on a module for my program. Pretty soon, I'm going to have a holistic Hashimoto's program for you to use. Um, side note, I need title ideas. If you have any title ideas, let me know. It needs to include the problem, which for most people with Hashimoto's, energy and weight are the top two problems. And also, it needs to point to the solution. So if you have any good titles for me, I would love to know it because if a title doesn't 
catch somebody's attention, they're not going to dig deeper to see what's in the program. Anyway, so in that program, I'm working on a module about breathing. And one of the things that you are going to do when you go through that program is you are going to evaluate how you feel when you're breathing, when you're stressed, and when you're relaxed, when you're thinking anxious thoughts. It's going to be a really fun module for you to learn about how body, mind, and spirit really, really are interconnected for you. Okay, so some things are, you know, instant, like breathing and stress. Some things will take time, an hour, two hours, and then some things take longer, two weeks maybe for sleep or 90 days for a lot of supplements, or maybe you're going to go longer and you're going to check your labs every six months based on what you and your provider decide together. But again, don't just do trial and error. Like, yeah, this didn't work. I'm going to move on. Always make sure that you are learning from what you tried, because that is the true way that we make forward progress. Trial and error is just error unless you are implementing what you have learned in your forward progress. I will see you next week on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. Don't forget to head down and leave a rating or review and also book your Hashimoto's health session so that you can get that free session two weeks after your first one. Again, that is for anybody who has their first session in June and the second one will be automatically applied. You don't have to use any coupon code or anything. When you are in your first session, we will schedule your second one. I will see you in your Hashimoto's health session or I'll see you back here next week. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.